listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Sports Pharmacy Podcast. My name is Dr. H and I am your host. I am a wellness pharmacist, pharmacy owner, and certified sports nutritionist. Join me while we discuss a wide range of topics ranging from health and wellness, sports, and even some small business secrets. Feel free to join our Discord for more interactions with me and other fellow listeners. Now let's get into the show. Welcome, 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 sports pharmacy fans. Today is a day I have been looking forward to for weeks. I have been very lucky in that I have made some really cool connections with people at the LDN Research Trust, the Lodos Naltrexone Research Trust. And uh, Linda over there got me in touch with Dr. Smith and her assistant. And we're lucky enough to have Dr. Pamela Smith join me today on the podcast. How are you, Dr. Smith? Doing great. How are you? Perfect. So let me, quick, let me do a quick introduction, just doing my research on you. Dr. Pamela Smith is a prominent physician specializing in integrative medicine and anti-aging. With extensive experience in personalized healthcare, she's recognized for her expertise in hormone balancing, nutrition, and innovative approach to wellness. Dr. Smith is a passionate advocate of patient education and empowerment, offering sharing her knowledge through lectures, writing, and podcasts like this. She loves making complex medical concepts accessible to her wider audience. Her work in exploring alternative treatments include low-dose nitroxone and has been instrumental in advancing discussions about novel therapies and various chronic conditions. How was that? Very good. Perfect. There we go. So let's go in a little bit. So tell us, Dr. Smith, a little bit about yourself. Basically, I was an ER doc in a level one trauma center in Detroit for 20 plus years until one day I could not sleep. So I literally went to 11 different doctors and they told me the same thing. Take a sleeping pill. Of course. Fortunately, my ER buddy, Dr. Cynthia Shelby Lane, said, hey, do you want to go to the very first anti-aging conference? It's being held in Las Vegas. Do you want to go? I said, sure, Cynthia, let's go. Let's just see what it's all about. And there I was. Second seminar, second slide. Women without progesterone frequently have insomnia. And I did the first saliva test in the Midwest. Didn't have any progesterone at all. Very estrogen dominant, which, of course, increases my risk of breast cancer. We're going to talk a little bit about that in relationship to low-dose naltrexone. And started taking progesterone and for the last 30-plus years, I've slept like a baby. Nice. So it really changed my life. And I stayed in the ER for a while to help fund my practice. And then I never looked back. I, I truly, I've been very blessed. I've had two great careers in medicine. That's amazing, man. It's cool to see like just how the transition can go from being an ER physician has its, its intricacies, and I admire them so much for how hard they work. But to me, as a just as a pharmacy owner and the farm, we specialize in hormone replacement as well. And that's one thing that I've really tried to focus. And I've worked with some really wonderful physicians in the Dallas market, learning more about the importance of hormone balances within for both men and women, but predominantly predominantly women. So at first, it was really hard for a lot of females to come talk to me about their hormones. And I think the more they got to know me, the more they saw it, I knew what I was talking about, the better the conversations went. So we want to focus today on Lotus Naltrexone. Dr. Smith, I'm going to put you on the spot right now and say, hey, will you be willing to come back for more episodes about hormone replacement too? Absolutely. Because really, if you ask me if there's two things in my entire practice time of almost 46 years, that really changed medicine. Honestly, it's not CAT scan that came out when I was medical school or ultrasound, which came out when I was an intern 
or later on PET scan and MRI and all those things. It wasn't. There's two things that have really changed medicine for the patient. They are bioidentical hormone replacement and low-dose naltrexone. Oh, man, you're speaking my language, man. I'd, so many people are jealous of me having this conversation with you because I, I really want my patients and your patients and anybody out there to know that just how important LDN is. Moving forward, LDN will be low-dose naltrexone. That's for my non-medical patients out there. It's, originally, naltrexone was there for addiction at higher doses, somewhere around 25 milligrams. And I think there was a Dr. Bernard Bahari who had a research in the 1980s that kind of sparked the interest of LDN that suggested that it could modulate immune systems and reduce inflammations. So that's the direction we want to go in. So tell us, Dr. Smith, can you explain a little bit about the pharmacology involved with LDN? Well, it really is all about inflammation. You know, LDN does a number of things. It helps with pain control. And in large doses, of course, we use it for drug overdose. But in lower doses, pain control, and really the biggest thing is inflammation. Every single disease that people can get after the age of 42, honestly, is inflammatory in nature, whether you're talking about weight gain or you're talking about autoimmune diseases or cancer, prevention of cancer, diabetes, heart disease. I could go on and on, cognitive decline. They're all related to inflammation. And a little bit of inflammation really heals when you fall down and sprain your ankle, et cetera. But long-term inflammation is problematic. And that's what LDN is so great about, is that it decreases inflammation really with none or very few side effects. So traditionally, when you're starting patients on LDN, do you find that it's really important to titrate them to a correct dose just to see how their body reacts to it? Because obviously everyone's going to be different. I have some patients that are on one milligram. I have patients that are up to 13 milligrams. So what in your clinical practice, what do you see when it comes to dosing? The dosing now is all over the place. When we first started looking at this, pretty much everybody was on 1.5 milligrams the first week. They took two pills the second week, so they were on three milligrams. Three pills the third week, so they were on 4.5. And they took 4.5, and they took it at night. Mm -hmm. Now we have so much more experience with it. Most people actually take it during the day. And we use doses anywhere from micrograms up to, personally, I use eight milligrams as the highest for weight loss. Mm -hmm. And really a common dose is 1.0 milligrams or one milligram, which is honestly what I personally take. Really? I have breast cancer on both sides of my family. Wow. And there's a number of reasons like poor methylation, et cetera, that I'm at risk. But there's a great study out of England that showing one milligram helps prevent breast cancer and prostate cancer. So for a number of years now, I've been taking one milligram. It decreases inflammation. So we even use it for cancer prevention. Yeah. That's interesting that you mentioned that. My, my father, he actually recently just had to go through, luckily it wasn't prostate cancer, but he did have a partial prostatectomy, which like you said, is an inflammation of the prostate. That's what, that's what they're treating. And my mother, her family, I'm sure she's going to be listening to this mom. If you're listening, pay attention. Her family is just riddled with breast cancer. I feel like every woman in her life suffered from it. That's where it all started for them. And she's petrified. Like she's honestly terrified of breast cancer enough so that she gets mammogram checks extra time. Just, and it's the anxiety that's involved from it. I think that's what troubles her the most. So I'd love to hear like these candidates that are able to take more LDN. And like you said, if we're preventing an inflammation process, then it could be really beneficial for a lot of people. I have friends of mine now that are taking it for anxiety, which it was just, 
blew my mind because I'm one that I'm a big mental health proponent. I struggle with anxiety since I was in school. So I can tell you it's something that I've been dealing with for a long time. Have you heard any clinical practices around like the psychosocial stuff? Sure. Almost every single disease that honestly you can think of. I've written 15 books. My 16th book comes out in October, which nice. is on breast cancer prevention and treatment and looking at some different ideas. There's a whole chapter on low-dose naltrexone. I mean, in my book, Rantomize Your Immunity, that came out in 2021, whole chapter on LDN. My book on thyroid that just came out, the second edition, on almost every thyroid disease you can think. Again, LDN is mentioned for Hashimoto's thyroiditis, an autoimmune disease, Graves, an autoimmune disease. It's in my books on male and female hormones. I mean, it's really hard to write a book nowadays without yeah. including low-dose naltrexone. I know there's a certain stigma that I've heard from other providers that if you hear about a medication trying to do too much, then likely it's not doing anything at all. They call it like a snake oil kind of thing. And that's one thing I teach my patients is to always do your research. And when Dr. Smith mentions different sorts of things that LDN can treat, it's because it's treating the inflammation process that's underlying underneath the, underneath the, the disease. So with, within your practice, have you seen any, like some of the, I know there's some of the more common side effects, like issues with sleep and nausea, vomiting, but have you seen any sort of uncommon side effects within patients? Honestly, no. It's been interesting. The most common sign effect is insomnia. When we gave it at nighttime, 30% of people got it the first night. And then by the mm -hmm. second night, it went down to 1%. Mm -hmm. I mean, people can get vivid dreams, dizziness, et cetera. But most of that, honestly, is dose-related. And so, for example, for Hashimoto's, if the patient's on 4.5 milligrams and they're dizzy, then I just put them back to 3 milligrams and that issue resolved. Something that's very new that is coming out now that at the LDN Trust we look at, because I serve on the board, we really have discovered now that people take it for many years, may develop a tolerance to low-dose naltrexone. And so we have come up with a schedule where people, if they're on it long-term, and many people are for their, their whole life, they take low-dose naltrexone. Then we don't have them take it on the first, second, and third of the month, and mm. then they take it the rest of the days. So they get a holiday. Quote drug unquote. holiday, yeah. It's a drug holiday, yeah. Drug holiday. <laughs> and that seems to stop people from developing a tolerance to the drug, meaning that for those people who don't know what that is, the drug all of a sudden doesn't work. Dr. Smith, do you have any, obviously being HIPAA protected, any notable stories that you'd like to share with patients starting LDN? or like any sort of case studies that you've seen? Absolutely. I'd like to share a couple of them. Please, yes. One of them is one of my patients who honestly just could never lose weight. She really did try. And I know people say they try, but honestly, she did. I had her write down every single thing she put in her mouth for a week. She sat it over. She did everything you could think of. But, you know, weight gain is inflammatory in nature. And, you know, she weighed 320 pounds. And so we gave her six milligrams of low-dose naltrexone in a ramped-up dose over five weeks, and that was her final dose. And you know what? As soon as we kick-started it by getting rid of that inflammatory component, she started losing weight, and she's still working with us on this. So far, she's lost 104. Wow, that's amazing. I love hearing weight loss stories. I'd like to share you my story with weight loss, if that's okay with you. 
Absolutely. I, in 2018, my wife and I, we, uh, we went to Turkey. My wife is of Turkish descent. I'm Syrian. And when I, while I was there, I got really sick. We were only there for two weeks, but I was, I got really sick. And I got back to the States and I remember meeting with my doctor and I was like, Hey man, something's wrong. I don't know what's happening with me at the time. So I'm six foot at the time I was 275 pounds. And my doctor took my blood work and he noticed that my A1C was over 12, 12. And I was in horrible shape. And thankfully with him and working with such strong providers that they really look at everything as a whole approach. He didn't start me on insulin. He didn't want to start me on anything like that. He wanted my body to recover itself. And so he came up with his own diet plan, helped with LDN and helped regain my weight down to his healthy 220, where now I'm, I'm 225 working out five days a week versus where I was before. So there's really good evidence to show that LDN does help with weight loss. Of course, it's obviously not going to be for everybody. And it's not like the magic pill that you just take and all of a sudden you're going to lose weight. But it is something that that's something to behold. So I, I appreciate you discussing that. What else? You so you mentioned a couple other stories. Another story actually was about a patient with diabetes. Oh, yeah. Trouble controlling their diabetes. Again, an inflammatory process. When he started on low-dose naltrexone, then it made much easier to regulate his blood sugar. And when you talk about cultures, if you look at my books, my middle name is my maiden name, so it's Armenian. Oh, and nice. So, okay, cool. Nice. So people from that part of the world, you know, people inherit a gene for diabetes. Mm -hmm. And if you actually get to the person and they eat properly and they exercise and they eat a Mediterranean diet, which is anti-inflammatory, and if you get to them before the age of 25, they literally, as studies have shown, they don't have to turn on the gene, meaning they never have to become diabetic, yeah. even if they have the gene for diabetes. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we don't always get people to really understand that we want to look at the cause of the problem and mm -hmm. not just treat symptoms. Mm -hmm. So we get them a little later on in their disease process. But when it comes to cultures, you know, people inherit a gene. So the number one culture is people from the Middle East and Arabic region that are diabetic, closely followed behind by Hispanics and Blacks, and number three, very closely behind people who are American Indian. Mm. So again, they really inherit a gene. And so I love working with people and say, hey, look, we know you're from this region of the world. Let's test you right now if you're 18 years of age, mm -hmm. and let's really look at what we can do. And even at 18, we start low-dose naltrexone. And then the third story really is polycystic ovarian syndrome. People don't realize that PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, they think, well, it's just about infertility. Yeah. It's just about having high androgens, meaning high testosterone. But it's not. People who have PCOS, yes, there's an increase in infertility. Yes, there's an increase in diabetes. But most of those people have high homocysteine, which increases the risk of several diseases, including breast cancer, but they all have high C-reactive protein, almost all of them, which is an inflammatory marker. And people who have PCOS do have an increased risk in breast cancer. They have an increased risk in uterine and ovarian cancer. But again, if we see them when they're 27 and we start them on low-dose naltrexone, as part of their treatment course, then we really try and help prevent some of those diseases people could get on down the line. It's remarkable how in our society, we're always on a reactive medicine scale rather than a proactive medicine scale to me. 
A lot of the things, with a lot of, like for me, I went to a doctor when I knew something was wrong, not beforehand. I'm guilty of that just like anybody else. So if we can start looking at things at, at a more holistic level and, and proactive rather than reactive, there are a lot of issues that I feel like could be solved. And Dr. Smith, I really hope people hear what you're having to say now and can do something about an issue they may just start feeling because who knows, maybe I felt symptoms for a while and I just decided, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just peeing a lot. I'm okay. Well, absolutely positively, but it's never too late. Yes. That's the only thing. You know, people say, should I start hormones? Should I start low-dose naltrexone if I'm in my 80s? Would it still benefit me? Of course, because again, disease is still inflammatory in nature. So we do look at people that are children on low-dose naltrexone starting at the age of six. We do look at it for people even if they're 90. And for most people, particularly if they have an autoimmune disease, it is a lifelong treatment for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's something that is compounded. I should mention that yeah. because drug companies do not make the doses that we're talking about here. It is made by a compounding pharmacy like yours. But I love that idea because then we can make the perfect dose and personalize it for every single patient. I'll send you a picture of what my shelf looks like, Dr. Smith. We have doses starting from 0.5 milligram all the way to 10 and a half milligram between each one. So we try to keep things in stock for patients to help them. So it really sounds like it's a really impactful medication. And I hope there's more in the future to discuss when it comes to LDN. Specifically for you, Dr. Smith, are you still practicing now? I am. I still okay. practice actively, even though I will be 70 in July. 70? Honestly, personalized doctor, that's still very young. I so love hearing that. I've been practicing for a long time. Do you see patients all over the country or is it, I think you're in California, I think is where you are. For you. Michigan and Florida, we are. Okay. And so, but we really like referring to people from around the country. I direct an actual program in this field at the Morsani College of Medicine at the University of South Florida. I'm on faculty at the anti-aging A4M. And so there's a lot of great educational experiences, but you want to make sure that your doctor is actually trained in this field or other healthcare provider or compounding pharmacist. You want someone who has a lot of experience in this area. And I think sometimes people don't realize that most compounding pharmacists are PhDs like yourself. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. H, people can come and see you, for example, for many things they could see me for, starting with, you know, how they should eat that's anti-inflammatory going right along the way. Absolutely. So any new, or let's talk about the future a little bit, any new research that you're seeing, any sort of breakthroughs that patients are starting to use LDN for? Probably, honestly, more research now is being done on prevention of memory loss and treatment of memory loss. My biggest fear, man. My biggest fear I is mean, losing this. You and me both. I mean, anti-aging medicine is vision, memory, and mobility. And so you want to keep those things. To me, it's very scary. I, I make my living with my brain. I really want to maintain memory. It's part of the reason I still work. Because, yeah. it, you know, if you're doing and using your brain and exercising it. But again, memory loss of any type, whether it's Alzheimer's or mild cognitive impairment, and even traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. We use low-dose naltrexone for people who are, you know, playing football, et cetera, that have had trauma to the head. Yeah. I saw a study, this is a sports pharmacy podcast. I saw a study recently for patients with CTE 
and starting them on low dose naltrexone to prevent the inflammation of the brain. Like that's really a very basic thing that they do. And fish oil, fish oil is a really big thing that they add with the, with the low dose naltrexone to help too. Another great anti-inflammatory. It is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So please let's conclude our thoughts here real quick. Could you summarize a little bit about what, how would a patient like that? Let's say I want to start LDN. I don't, I'm not, I don't have a provider. I don't know where to look. Where would I start to get more information and get it prescribed? Well, you can start several places. Number one, you can certainly get on the website of the LDN Trust and just type that in and it will come up and you can read more about low-dose naltrexone. You can see your compounding pharmacist because many of them really do specialize in this area, as do you. You can see an anti-aging specialist who specializes in this as well, commonly called personalized medicine. All of those people actually very much can introduce you to low-dose naltrexone and, of course, the pros and cons. Every single drug does have potential negative side effects. The great news about LDN is because there's so many different doses and it's personalized and compounded, really you can get the perfect dose for any patient so that we can give it to you without an issue. Now, if you have really bad liver disease, really bad kidney disease, if you're taking a major narcotic or you abuse, not use, but abuse alcohol, then maybe LDN is not for you. Okay. So there are counterindications to its use, but microdoses we are now using in some of those patients. Absolutely. And, and now Trex has been around for a long time, the 25 milligram tablet to help treat alcohol, alcohol dependence. The fact that we're able to use doses that are like less than 10% of what that dose is a remarkable thing. So it minimizes the chance of side effects because you're not having to use as much medication. And we're actually trying to go after a different receptor through all this. Dr. Smith, this has been so fun. I can't wait to have you more on more often, especially when we deep dive into our hormones in the future. I'll work with your assistant to make sure we set that up. This is a shout out to the LDN Research Trust. Linda, thank you so much for helping put this together. Dr. Smith, can they find you on social media? They can. Honestly, it's really simple. You don't even have to know a website. Just type in Dr. Smith and it will actually come up because it, we're the number one on under Dr. Smith. So That's not awesome. an issue. <laughs> now, please, you know, look into low-dose naltrexone. There's no panacea in life, but honestly, I was serious when I said almost every disease process after the age of 42 is inflammatory in nature. LDN really does offer so much to the patient, but again, compounded and a personalized approach. Absolutely. Dr. Pamela Smith, man, I appreciate your time so much. Thank you, Dr. Inch. You have a great day. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, consider giving us a five-star review anywhere that you get your episodes. Follow us at Sports Pharmacy Pod, as well as me, your host, at Dr. Mixalot. Join our Discord server for more interactions with me and fellow listeners. As always, stay well, stay hydrated, and I will catch you next time.